This episode is brought to you by Wine to Digital, the home of Italian Wine Podcast. Italian Wine Podcast. Chin Chin with Italian Wine People. Hello, this is Monty Walden hosting another episode of the Italian Wine Podcast. Today, my guest is Eduardo Falvo of the Livelli Winery in Puglia. Eduardo, welcome. Welcome. Thank you. Thank you, Monty. The Falvo family is a famous name in Italian winemaking, initially in Tuscany and now at Livelli in Puglia. Briefly, Eduardo, how did your family or how did you end up with your brother in, uh, in Puglia? Oh, it was about 10 years ago when the, my family, especially my uncle and my father, decided to sell the, um, their winery, their business in, up in Tuscany. And uh, Alfred and I, which we grew up in a wine business, we were looking to do something new. And uh, so we saw this opportunity. Actually, Livelli was already a property in the family portfolio. And uh, we decided just to buy that out and uh, start a new project in the south. See, many people who said, hang on a second, you could have bought some more land in Tuscany, you and your brother. You know, Tuscany's world famous, Puglia, completely unknown on the international market. Why would you want to buy something in Puglia? Because we felt that the market in Tuscany was a little bit saturated. For example, in Chianti Classico, you already have, I don't know, maybe a thousand producer at that time in uh, Montalcino the same 250 or something Montepulciano already pretty crowded and you know Tuscany at the time was very much on the Sangiovese talking about indigenous varietals and we were looking for something more dynamic something to to develop as well and so we found in Puglia tremendous opportunity because uh, the wineries actually Puglia is very big the land from uh, from north to south is about 600 kilometers and it's a huge region for the production of grape many many indigenous grapes and uh, and no many wineries so we saw a really great opportunity to start in something new and develop it so the winery is called Masseria Li Veri what is a Masseria what does that mean Masseria is the local name for uh, estate. It's the kind of estate that you see in this part of Italy. It's a white building, 45 farms, created in the 14-1500 and then developed to the 16-17-1800. Actually, Masseria Livelli was founded in 1895 from a, an aristocrat family in Lecce and um, developed the business in the first part of the, 19th, uh, the 20th century and then they quit when the owner died in 1955. Okay, and so you've taken over the property in which year with your brother? The property was originally bought by my family in 1999 and they replant uh, most of the property and Alfred and I took over in 2008. So you have a fantastic range of indigenous Italian grape varieties. Can you tell me a little bit about them? Yeah, when we started, we didn't know through him a lot about the, you know, the region, the, the history and the varietals as well. So basically, we started with Venegra Mar and Primitivo, that are two, the two main and most important uh, varietals planted in the region. So they're for red wine, those two? For red wines. But soon we discovered some very interesting varietals like uh, Susumaniello for red, Saleatico, which is a, a sweet wine and uh, Verdeca and Fiano Minutolo for the whites. So how easy is it if, you, if you're selling wines from great varieties that not many people at that time had heard of, how, how difficult is that in the market? Uh, at the beginning, it was quite difficult. I remember the first year that we presented this wine was actually in Italy. And I remember most of our clients to be quite skeptical about this new project. For example, the Susumaniel and the Verdeca that today are the two most important wines in our portfolio and the two most successful wines. We just made a little 
bottling just to try. So most of our distributors were not refusing, but I remember them being very skeptical and, uh, you know, nominating like uh, geeky wines and not giving my chance. Where, then, where does Susumaniello get its name from? There are various sort of theories um, about it. The Susumanielos are quite fun grape because then the grape actually is a is a quite late grape, that peaking grape. That yeah, means late, that, late ripening grape. Yeah, yeah that the um, skin of the grape is quite strong. So we harvested in uh, the first decade of, of October, and the bunch is very very big. So the reason why they call it uh, a little donkey, Susumaniello in uh, in the local dialect means little, little donkey. Donkey. donkey yeah. And why is that? Oh, because the bunch is able to bring uh, so much grape. So very high yielding. It load up the donkey. Yeah, exactly. Okay, that's just. A, and what about um, you mentioned Fiano, which is a white wine grape. Tell me about Fiano. When we started in uh, Puglia, was I think uh, maybe 95% was about uh, red grapes. Now the white grapes are growing and becoming much more important. Originally, the two oldest are Verdeca and uh, Minutolo. They came from uh, the Valle d'Itria, which is a different area than Salento. Salento is a low hill area between the two seasons. It's the south part of um, Puglia. It's one of the hottest places in Italy, isn't it, Salento, yeah, where you it's, are? Yeah, it's very warm. But, you know, Thanks to the weather, the weather is also very good for the wine growing because we are just in between two seasons. That means a lot of wind, especially in our area, which is close to the Adriatic Sea. So you get a, a lot of wind from the north uh, and it's good because it dries also the, all the humidity that comes from the sea. And uh, also the rain is not much during the year, but thanks to the fact that the um, ground is quite soft uh, terrain and, uh, and full of water, we don't need much rain. What about the, you mentioned the Verdeca grape, which is a white wine grape variety. What's special Ver, about Verdeca? Verdeca was a grape uh, planted in Valeditria in the 70s to make the Vermont, basically. To make Vermouth. Yeah, and uh, we discovered in uh, 2008, uh, we discovered Valeditria in 2008, I remember me and my brother traveling for the area, and we saw these beautiful vines, uh, very well kept from the local growers, and uh, we were lucky to find a good relationship with a couple of them, and be able, you know, to develop a project with them and uh, finally ended up with a great wine that is uh, the Verdeca. We, we don't use much oak. It's just uh, a very natural approach to the wine because it's, it's a really brilliant wine. And uh, for a region like Puglia, where uh, it's all about cost, you know, you have a lot of restaurants in the coast with fish. It was great for us to find a really very interesting uh, local varieties for white wines. So, I mean, you mentioned the coast, obviously tourism. That really is taking off in Puglia now, isn't it? Yeah, it's growing. Uh, it's an industry that is growing uh, year is a quality industry we don't have uh, the most important part of the clientele is Italian especially in this year because of the terrorism they travel less you know to countries like Morocco or Egypt and so they discover Salento so Salento is, uh, I think is growing like 10% every year in tourism so when Italians come to uh, say from northern Italy or even from Tuscany come down to the Salento in Puglia on holiday do they want to drink Chardonnay and Merlot and international varieties or are they, or are they happy to, to try Italian they've never heard their names before yeah this is not only the Italians tourists this is happening to every tourist you know also the foreigners when they came to Puglia they really want to taste the local wines and thanks to this fact Puglia was a market that really grew fast for us in the last 10 years so you bet you your bet of not staying in Tuscany and coming yeah. down coming down to Salento so kind of I don't want to say that I, I can't say that definitely was a, was a good move to 
to look at Salento and to really to plan to, to do this project. Yeah. So when you're when you're looking at say going back to Verdeco, you're working with with grape growers. Obviously, you have certain standards of quality, and people that were possibly growing grapes for the Vermouth industry initially would probably be trying to get as many grapes as they could out of their vineyard. How do you try and get them to, to rain down I, their yields? I think bit? this is the only thing you have to be careful about Puglia because uh, the as I told you, the you can do a really great quality wines in Puglia, but the problem that the market was rented to big volumes because they don't uh, bottle it, but they just uh, you do a bring uh, the grape to the cooperative, so they get paid on the weight, not on the quality that they produce. So our base uh, part of the agreement was that uh, we pay the same amount of money no matter the, the quantities, but we were able to select the qualities through through the year, and, and the result is great because if you if you're able you know to control and to reduce the quality that you make for plant, that that's how you really get the real quality. And then in um, likely in at the winery we don't have to work much because we really get fantastic fruit every year do you think that message of quality rather than quantity is getting through to producers say in, the, in southern italy yes uh, not a very fast but like he did in Tuscany, maybe or in the north but definitely if you compare it to 20 years ago or 10 years ago or even five years ago you see a big difference are you seen as a, when you go south are you seen as a tuscan or a Puglian, or how do people view you it's um people are great there they're really open and uh, it took me a while you know to get uh, used to but uh, at the beginning i saw livelli just as an investment and uh, but in the last few years especially two years ago we decided to move there and to live in lecce with the family and uh, lecce is a fantastic city it's a beautiful and, city uh, lecce isn't it yeah, fantastic, fantastic architecture it's a fantastic area all the surrounding area of lecce the sea is beautiful the union and the Adriatic, very different but both great and so a couple of years ago we decided to move down there with the family so when you you cook at home are you cooking tuscan dishes or are you cooking bullion dishes uh i cook still tuscan yeah. really and speak you can, tuscan you so. can take the man also, out of tuscany but you can't take tuscany also, out of the man. also my children they go to school in lecce they still speak tuscan because really <laughs> so they maybe it will change it's just been you know a couple of years they've really done there and uh, yeah no, they're probably still i think it's yeah when you're small and you you learn to speak a certain dialect then uh then it sticks with you. Yeah, you keep it at home. And my wife is uh, from the same village I came from, from multiple China, Tuscany, so that's probably why. Okay. Eduardo, it's been brilliant to meet you. I hope to come and see you in Livelli and see the, um, the actual building, which is a fantastic building. Yeah, I look forward to that. And um, Puglia, honestly, is one of my favourite places. The best mozzarella I've ever had. Yeah, you've got a fantastic project going. Thank you very uh, much. You, you definitely, but you bet the right horse. Thank you very much. I hope so, yeah, but yeah. Uh, we're really happy about what we've done, really. Thank you very much. Well done. Well done. Great to Thank meet you. Thank you, Martin. My pleasure. This episode has been brought to you by wine to digital the home of Italian Wine Podcast. Follow Italian Wine Podcast on Facebook and Instagram 